offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely for you. Good evening, everybody. I want to welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship and our Wednesday night refreshing service. You know, God promises to send times of refreshing from his presence. So this is a time direct from God to you. So let's enjoy this time together. Father, we're so grateful and thankful that we have a God like you. And Lord, you do great and marvelous things. And we just thank you, Lord, that Jesus is alive and well. And he is moving, building his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And Lord, we just give you all the glory and all the praise. And we are very excited to host your presence here tonight. And we just bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come, let's worship the Lord together. Come and do what only you can do. I want to live in expectation of your kingdom breaking through. I want to move so you can move. Come and do what only you can do. I want to live in expectation. Your kingdom breaking through. Oh, yeah, Lord. My 
Just give Lord worship. Thank you, Jesus. This is an important time. Tell Him how worthy He is. Tell Him how much you value Him. How you honor Him. Oh, we love you, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Lord, we do honor you. You are here with us. And we thank you for speaking to us. my joy to create you. I created you because I have plans for you. Good plans. Wonderful plans. I have a future laid out for you. It was my joy to save you. 
and bring you close to me. And it is my joy to call you and to commission you because you are free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. You may have your seats. Praise the Lord. God is a good God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're in God's house tonight. Hallelujah. I want to let you know that there will not be a Wednesday night refreshing service on June 30th. Uh, that week, uh, they're going to be replacing our carpet. So, um, no Wednesday night refreshing on June 30th. So, mark that on your calendars. And if you're watching online, you can uh, pay attention to that too. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And also, uh, there's no uh, woven for the summer. That will resume back uh, in September. And I want to let you know, men, that we have a very wonderful opportunity. Uh, The end of this month, the last Saturday of this month, uh, that's our normal Barnabas group. But we're going to be having a special speaker who's an instructor at Raymond Bible Training College. Uh, His name is Marvin Yoder. He's going to be with us on that Saturday morning for Barnabas. So uh, if you uh, are interested, you're welcome to come and uh, invite some friends, right? Bring some friends or neighbors or co-workers, and that's going to be a great time. And then he's also going to be with us uh, on that Sunday as well. Praise the Lord. Well, you're in God's house, amen? You're in the house of the greatest giver of all time. And he gives because he loves, and he loves, and he gives. And we get the opportunity to also give back to him. Amen. You know, if you want something to grow, you've got to plant a seed. And uh, you can can plant your seed anytime. Uh, We have a seed planter as you come in or one over there. You can do it online or through our bookstore, however you want to do it. And uh, God will receive it in heaven. And this is good ground. Amen. And uh, he'll make it grow. You're not obligated to give, but I'm telling you, it's the way to increase. And uh, a seed doesn't do anything good until it's planted. Amen? And we're not having a service uh, meeting for our kids tonight, so our kids are going to be with us uh, in this service, and they get to encounter God. Amen? You know, Jesus is a people person of all ages. He said, let the children come unto me, and he blessed them. He touched them. You know, he laid his hands on them. Amen? And... Uh, Tonight, God wants to bless and touch us. Anyone who is open to receive from him. And uh, some people touch God by faith, but then there are times when he touches you. How will I know if I've been touched by the master? Oh, you'll know it. Amen. So tonight, I was led to talk a little bit about seeking and pleasing the Lord. Seeking and pleasing the Lord. I want to ask you a question, and I don't want you to raise your hands, 
But which kingdom influences you? You know, in this world, there are two kingdoms. There's not two kings, but there's two kingdoms. One kingdom has a king, the other one has a liar. He's not a king. Which one influences you more? God's kingdom operates on spiritual fruit and gifts. It operates on generosity and faith, righteousness and justice. It's a kingdom that promotes freedom. Where you can truly be free indeed from anything that would cause you to be in bondage. It is based on righteousness and justice. And it reflects the life, character, and testimony of Jesus, who is the King of Kings. And then there's another kingdom. It's the kingdom of darkness. It has no king, but it is a kingdom. It's called the kingdom of darkness. And it operates on lies. Fleshly pleasure, untruths, unrighteousness, sensuality, darkness, pride, hatred. It represents things that are ungodly, unholy, wicked and perverted. It promotes abuse and rebellion and anarchy and chaos. It reflects the character and nature of of the devil. So think about this. Which kingdom influences you more? I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to find out. You know, the kingdom that influences you more shows up in what you say and what you do. It shows up in behaviors. Or after you've Chosen a certain way, and you realized it was the wrong way. Hebrews chapter 11, starting with verse 5, it says this. By faith, Enoch was translated. He was taken up. That he should not see death and was not found. For because God had translated him, for before his translation or his taking up, God had this testimony, he pleased God. I want you to say, he pleased God. Is it possible to please God? Absolutely. We can please God and we can walk in his kingdom. Amen. Kingdom of freedom, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of power for this hour. He pleased God. The Passion Translation says it this way. Without faith within us. It would be impossible to please God. 
For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that his rewards are of those who passionately seek him. I forgot to read verse 6. Notice, it's impossible without faith. What that means is, without faith, we are powerless to please God. But by faith, we can please Him. Faith pleases God. Faith in Him. Faith in His Word. It pleases God. Did you know that God operates by faith? The J.B. Phillips translation. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please Him. The man who approaches God. How many have come here tonight to approach God? You didn't just come to a building. You didn't just come to a meeting. You came to have an encounter with God. Amen? We came to approach God. The man who approaches God must have faith in two things. Everybody say two things. You know, God makes it really easy. First, that God exists. Say, I'm not an atheist. You know those questions when you're filling out a, a payment online and they say, are you a robot? And they say, click all the pictures that look like a bicycle. Right? And, and then they, they have a box that says, I'm not a robot. Amen? Well, I'm not an atheist. If you believe that God is real, if you believe that God exists, that's necessary for you to please God. And then secondly, that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. The King James says, he is a rewarder. Say, my God is real and he is a rewarder. But he rewards a certain group of people. Those who diligently, heartily seek him, search out for him, inquire of him, crave him. How many have a, a, crave, a Jesus craving? Oh, I'll tell you what, you can, get, you can take a hold of Jesus, it won't rot your teeth, it won't harm your body. You can overdose on Jesus without any ill side effect whatsoever. You can have as much of Jesus as you want. And the message translation says, It is impossible to please God apart from faith. So guess what? It's going to take faith. Say, it's going to take faith. You can't do it apart from faith. You can't do it by works. You can't do it by human influence. You can't do it by psychology. You can't do it through medicine. You've got to please God by faith. Faith is the substance that pleases God. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. See, Enoch achieved this. In 365 years, a year of every, of, of every, uh, every year of Enoch's life equals to a day to us in one year. Right? 365 years, 365 days. 
Enoch achieved the highest level of pleasing God because God took him. God doesn't take anyone who doesn't finish their work. Enoch must have finished his work. Now, over in the book of Jude, you don't have to turn there. But in Jude uh, 21, or Jude 14, it says that Enoch was seventh from Adam. I did the math. All right? So, when Enoch was born, um, Adam was 622 years old. And Enoch lived for 365 years... So, um, and the Bible says that when Enoch was 65 years old, he had his first son, which was Methuselah. And then for 300 years, he walked with God. He knew that God existed and he knew that God was the rewarder. So he patterned his life to walk after God. To walk with God. Are you walking with God tonight? Did you come in here walking with... Did God ride in your car? Does God dwell in your home? Do you take God to work with you? Do you take God to the party with you? I mean, God likes to have fun too. Amen? See, when you walk with God... There's no area of your life that is without God. When you go on vacation, God goes on vacation with you. Right? When you're out there mowing the grass in the hot sun, God is there with you. Right? To walk with God means you allow God to influence every area of your life. From the time you get up and the time you go to bed, God is with you. See, you've got to believe that he exists and you've got to believe that he is a rewarder. God exists. God is real and God is a rewarder. God's got some stuff to give. He's got some gifts to impart to you. He's got some things to deposit in you. Things that will help you. Things that will strengthen you. Amen? Everything that God gives is good. He is the Father of lights. All good and perfect gifts come from Him. Our God is a giver of good things. He gave us Jesus. He gave us this earth. He gave you the breath that you breathe and doesn't charge you a dime for it. He gave you the gifts, talents, and abilities that everyone possesses. Everyone here has gifts, talents, and abilities that God gave you. Faith is the ground of pleasing God. It's by faith. It's by faith in God. All right? What does it mean to please God? It means to give Him pleasure. It means to give Him what's acceptable. Did you know that there are things that God does not accept? 
But there are things that he does accept. Well, how do I know what God's accept? He gave you a book. If it's not in the book, he doesn't accept it. Right? You can please God by living a life of faith. What do we call Hebrews 11? The hall of fame of faith. By faith, in faith, through faith, with faith. All these people did these things. They did great things. And God recorded it in a book in the hall of fame of faith. Amen. And you could be inducted into this hall of fame by living a life of faith. Living a life in alignment with God, in trust in God, walking with Him, working with Him, serving Him, worshiping Him, calling on Him, praying to Him, studying His Word, and living out His principles. That's what it means to please God. All right? Notice verse 6 of Hebrews 11. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God, guess what? You've got to come to him. God already came to us. Jesus already walked this earth long before we were ever here. Amen? I mean, God put on an earth suit. It's like Neil Armstrong put on a space suit. God put on an earth suit. Right? And he walked this earth. Right? So, you've got to come to God. You've got to approach Him. You have to come near to Him. Draw near to God, and the Bible says He'll draw near to you. Sometimes the, peop- the reason that people miss the miracle is because they haven't come to God. They're waiting for God to come to them. But you read the book, you read the Gospel of John, and there were a lot of times where Jesus said, Come unto me. In Matthew, he said, come unto me, all those who are heavy laden with burden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all those who are thirsty, and you can drink some living water. How many know we got to come to Jesus? Amen? Christianity is an active participant teamwork. You can't just sit on, like a frog on a log. Because there is a move and a flow to the Holy Ghost. Right? He has, he moves, he flows, and we gotta be able to yield to him so that we can get in the flow. And we gotta be able to respond to him. And then that's what we're doing on Wednesday nights. We're learning how to flow, how to yield, how to respond, amen, and how to move. Because God is on the move. Can you imagine an army with the drill sergeant? Saying, we're going to go into battle, and the drill sergeant's marching into battle, and the rest, of the, the rest of the troop is staying back. They're not marching in anything. You think that's going to go well? No, they're going to get, you know what, chewed out. Right? How many believe that God exists? How many believe that he's a rewarder? You want to lay claim to your reward. Amen? So we've got to come to God. And notice the King James says, must believe. Faith is the only option in receiving your reward. 
Some people aren't rewarded because they don't believe. But you've got to believe to get your reward. God's got some rewards. Right? And then we've got to seek him. So you've got to believe that he is and believe he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Seeking God means you demand, you inquire, you seek out after. You know, how many watched Star Trek growing up? To seek out strange new lands, right? Beam me up, Scotty. Aye, Captain, I'm giving her all she's got to come take much more. Right? They were commissioned to seek out new lands and and new people. Amen? And we have to be like seeking God. We have to seek Him out. And that involves movement. You can't seek God out just sitting where you are. You can't seek God out just staying at home. You've got to come where He is. And you're here tonight. You came. Because I'm, I'm talking to a group of seekers. Not just any seekers, but diligent seekers. Right? Diligent seekers. That means that you earnestly seek Him. You put all of your effort. Amen? I, I imagine the woman with the issue of blood. Think about this now. Twelve years. She's dealing with this ailment in her body. Her body is bleeding. Right? The, the Bible says she been to she was to many doctors, right? And nothing was better, but it grew worse. And then she ran out of money after 12 years of doctor visits and the problem not being solved, paying for this visit. She didn't have a coat. She didn't have insurance. She had to pay the whole thing, right? And she's sitting there with an ailment in her body. Her body's bleeding. She's losing strength. She's weak. That's what happens when you lose blood. You get weak. You don't feel like getting up out of bed. You don't feel like getting out of the house. But then she heard of something. She heard of Jesus. She heard the word. Faith came to her. And she put all of her, she said, I'm all in in faith. And in her weakened state, what did she do? She did not sit at home. She heard of Jesus and something sparked on the inside of her. A fire began to to brew on the inside of her and she began to make her way. How would a weak person make their way? If you can imagine, she probably wasn't standing up. When she got close to Jesus, she was probably crawling. All right? If you're going to touch the hem of my garment, you can't be up here. You're going to have to be down here, right? My hem is down here. But that woman made her way to Jesus because of what she heard. She heard that he healed. She heard that he did miracles. She heard that power, he, he had power and things happened wherever he went. The Bible doesn't tell us what she heard, but we know that the Bible does say she heard of Jesus. That's hearing the word. What happens when you hear the word? Faith comes. She put all of her energy, all of her effort into coming to Jesus. That's a diligent seeker. She's like, I'm going to get my miracle. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm getting my miracle. 
I'm getting my miracle. I'm making my way to Jesus. Oh, it seems like it's a long way. I'm making my way to Jesus. I'm a diligent seeker. I'm a diligent seeker. I'm a diligent seeker. I'm a diligent seeker. There he is. There he is. I'm within reach. She reaches out and touches him. Whoa! Something happened the moment she touched him. She got zapped by the power of God. She got her reward. She got her reward for being a diligent seeker. Her reward was healing. A miraculous healing took place. And Jesus is like, who touched me? Well, you're the son of God. Yeah, but he's a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. He's not operating in all the knowledge of God. He, he has to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Who touched me? He didn't know who touched him. And there she stood, trembling. Let me tell you, I touched you. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Her reward was being made whole. Why? Our God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, in these two verses, it teaches us that we can please God, we can walk with God, we can, God has a record. Did you know that God keeps good records? And that it's by faith and when we believe in God, he rewards us. Amen? So let's just talk a little bit about walking with God. I mean, pleasing God. Right? Pleasing God. Psalm 143.10. It says, teach me to do your will, that I may please you. For you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me. Well, number one, knowing and doing God's will pleases him. Right? And you've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. You will not be able to please God solely in the flesh. You have got to be led. God is a spirit. And you need the Holy Spirit to lead you to the spirit. Right? He wants to lead you to the rock that's higher than you. And in allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, you've got to cooperate, listen, learn, follow. You've got to move. Flow, yield, and respond positively to Him. How should I respond when the Holy Spirit leads me? Two words. Are you ready? Yes, Lord. I want you to say that on three. One, two, three. Whatever He wants, wherever He wants you to go, your response should be, yes, Lord. And that gives permission to the Holy Spirit to take you where you need to be. Just saying, yes, Lord. Here I am, Lord. When Isaiah had the vision of Jesus high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. And he said, wait a minute, I'm a man of unclean lips. God sent an angel, touched his lips with some fire. You know, some of you need to get some touch with some fire. Amen. Fire will cleanse you just like that. And the angel got a coal from the altar, touched his fire. He was cleansed. And then Isaiah said, here I am, send me. He's saying, yes, Lord. Right? See? God just doesn't want to touch you for now. He wants to touch your life. 
He wants you to live a life for him. Amen. God is thinking about more than a moment. Yeah, he'll touch you in a moment, but the moment lasts a lifetime. Amen. When God touches you, he wants you to live for him. He wants you to love him. Amen. So we're going to cooperate with him tonight. How are we going to cooperate? Yes, Lord. If the, if, if the Holy Spirit were to say, stand up and dance, you've got to be able to say, yes, Lord, and do it. Well, what's dancing going to do? You don't know until you do it. See, you don't know what the results are going to be until you yield to the Holy Ghost. See? But you might be the very spark that starts a fire. I bet after Peter stepped out of the boat, I bet there was some talk amongst the disciples that I wish I'd have done that. Right? But Peter actually stepped out of the boat. And he actually took a few steps on water, but he didn't complete the journey. And the reason Jesus didn't reward him because he didn't, he didn't make his way to Jesus. He allowed circumstances to come up and block his way. What difference does it make if the wind is blowing or not when, when he stepped out of the boat in the first place? The wind wasn't an issue then. Right? He got out of that boat and there was no issue. But then, halfway in his journey, see, the enemy was trying to prevent him to get to Jesus. See, when you, make, when you decide in your heart that you're going to go to Jesus, guarantee that there's going to be things come up to try to distract you, to try to stop you, to try to say, oh, you're not going to get nothing anyway. Liar, liar. The devil is a liar. He can't tell the truth. So if he says you're not going to get something, he's scared that you're going to because he knows. You've got to overcome distractions. Besides, you've got mountain-moving power in you. If a mountain rises up in your way, you can move it. Amen? Amen. Psalm 1914. We used to say this after chapel, every chapel service at Lee University. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. I still remember it. I said it so much. But notice... If you're going to please God, it involves the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart. They have to be acceptable. Right? And pleasing to God. Are your words acceptable to God? Or are you a negative talker? You don't have to be a negative talker. You can change. Besides... You can just shut your mouth and not let anything come out. Amen? Mama was a prophet. If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all, right? <laughs> Look, I, I, I want to encourage you that we have, we have to start pleasing God. Do you realize a pandemic came in to the world 
And it disrupted a lot of people's faith. It got their eyes off of Jesus. Why? Because their eyes weren't on Jesus to begin with. They weren't diligent seekers. And they just used this now as an excuse not to seek God anymore. A lot of people got knocked off their donkey by a pandemic. Yeah, it affected the world. But are we going to let things of the world knock us off so off course so easily? I mean, my goodness, compare the pandemic to the cross. There's no comparison. Nothing could knock Jesus off, off of that course. Did you know that we have to present our bodies as living sacrifices, pleasing to God? Is God pleased with your body? Now, you, now you get, you're messing my business, Pastor. Your body is an instrument. It's either used for good or for evil. What are you using your body for? Amen? We've got to be pleasing God with our bodies. Right? We've got to please God in how we live. Please God in how we talk. Please God in how we think. All right? Let's talk a little bit about walking with God. and I'm almost done. Walking with God means fellowshipping with Him. It means serving Him. Honoring Him. It means worshiping Him. Communing with Him. Right? What is God? God always says, come on in. Commune. Right? God's invitation is come on in. Did you know that right at any time of the day, you could go to the Holy of Holies, the most holy place in the universe is the throne of God. You could go there. And you could talk with Jesus. You could sit on the king's lap. Amen? And you could say, Daddy. And he'll say, yes, daughter. Yes, son. That, that's what it means to walk with God. Oh, Psalm 81, verse 13. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. Are we walking in God's ways or are we doing it our own way? I did it my way. That's the theme song in hell. How many know that God's got a way? Psalm 89, verse 15. Blessed and happy are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk in the light of your countenance, O Lord. What does it mean to walk in the light of someone's countenance? That means you walk closely with them. It means you look up and you see the light, and the light's shining down on you. Amen? You and God are walking together, right? You're walking in the light of His countenance. That means you're close to Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? we got to walk with God. Enoch walked with God. He pleased God. And he bypassed death. Hallelujah. Because, you know, God is recording our actions on earth. Go to Deuteronomy 30.19. Deuteronomy 30.19. Oh, hallelujah. God is working some things out tonight. He is creating a close zone with the Messiah, with the Savior. With the Lord. Hallelujah. He's wanting us to come a little closer. 
come a little closer. I want to tell you, you know, the closer you get, the softer you have to speak. If you want to hear God whisper, you got to get a little closer. Deuteronomy 39.19 Heaven and earth, I call heaven and earth to witness against you. Did you know that heaven and earth witness what we do, how we behave, what we say? we got some witnesses that are watching us, right? And in Malachi 3.16 God records conversations of those who fear him and esteem his name. If you, if you fear God and you're sitting around the table and you're having a conversation about God, God records that in the book of remembrance. He's like, I like what they're saying. Right? He comes over to Devon and Abbey, right? And he's like, oh, I like what they're saying. And he begins to, rec- he begins to record what they say. It's a book of remembrance. Amen? God has books. God is the best record keeper. He's the best bookkeeper. Right, let me just give you these scriptures. Exodus 17, 14. Moses wrote a book about the victory over Amalek to give to Joshua to inspire him to walk in victory. He wrote a book. Right? Psalm 40, 40 verse 7. Behold, I come to your throne in the scroll of the book it is written of me. What is God writing in his book about you? He, he, if we're evil, we could be blotted out of his book. God's got some white out. Oh, oh, no, 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 they, they haven't repented. I've called them to repent several times. They haven't repented. Didn't Moses say he talked a lot about being blotted out of the book? Right? Psalm 58, 8, God accounts for your wanderings and your tears. Psalm 69, 27, God records iniquity in his book in case anyone needs to be removed. Everything that we do and say is being recorded in a book. And when it comes time for us to meet the Savior, God's going to open these books. And the greatest book that you need to be recorded in is the book of life. That means you've been born again and you accepted Jesus as your Savior. That means you are committed to living a life like Jesus. Revelation 20, verse 2, God will open and read the books in the end. God is the greatest bookkeeper of all. So where are we in pleasing God? We believe that he is. We believe that he's real. Now we've got to get our reward. How many want their reward tonight? If you need something from God tonight, if you need help from God, if you need, God wants to show you some things. He wants to minister some things to you. Amen? Hallelujah. If you can pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit right now. If you can't pray in the Spirit, it's a good time to be filled with the Spirit. If you'd like to be filled with the Spirit, you can be filled right now tonight in the name of Jesus. The Lord is saying that the plans that I have for you are working just fine. I'm working all things out for your good. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be unnerved. Because I've got you covered. 
The Lord is saying to you, just stick with me. And you will watch and see the victory has been scheduled for thee. Hallelujah. You're seeking strength. Well, I'm the Lord God Almighty, he says, and I can make you strong as a tank. Father, right now, I just thank you for imparting strength to him in the name of Jesus. Lord, you, you are his strength and his delight. Lord, he is strong in you and in the power of your might in the name of Jesus. One of the things you do is help usher, but another thing that you're going to do is gusher in the name of Jesus. You're going to hit a gusher, hallelujah, a gusher, a gusher, a gusher, a gusher, a gusher. Whoo! Oh! The pure in heart shall see God. Your eyes are going to be opened. And you're going to be able to see things, greater things, things you've never seen before. Things that were hidden will suddenly appear to you. For I'm going to give you revelation knowledge, insight, and understanding. I'm going to open your eyes. And I'm going to show you things, my daughter. For I love you. And I've called you close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, you have a chain breaker on your side who has broken the chains of the past, who has broken the bonds that have hindered you before will hinder you no more in the name of Jesus. Those chains are broken and shattered to pieces.
There's no pain that's greater than my name. I am the Lord God Almighty who takes away your pain, who has borne your sicknesses so that you could be free indeed, free as a bird, free to fly, fly high like the eagle on the wind. Hallelujah. Oh, you're about to stretch your wings out and achieve greater heights than you've ever imagined before in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I thank you that her youth is renewed like the eagles. <laughs> and she can run and not be weary. And she will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. For she waits on you. And her strength is renewed. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we reverence you. We honor you. We bless you in this place. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise his name. Begin to praise him for his goodness and his grace. Begin to stand up and honor the Lord. Lift up your hands to him and cry out to God in the name of Jesus. Some of you refuse to answer the call. If you don't answer the call, you will fall. The call is to come to the Lord. The call is to come to Him. Abandon yourself in Him. If you love your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for Him, you'll find it. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I see a fire being ignited in you. God is igniting a fire like a man ignites a grill and it gets hotter and hotter and he can control the flame. The fire of God is getting hotter and hotter in you. It's going to burn in your bones in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the fire of God right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I am the repairer of the breach. Oh, I'm able to close any gap. I'm able to fill any crevice in the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm going to repair and restore. Hallelujah. I'm going to repair and restore and replenish and renew. You're being renewed with my strength right now, says the Lord. I'm giving you new strength. I'm giving you new strength. New strength. New strength. New strength. Hallelujah. Hinds feet for high places. You're going to be able to climb up over the rocks that have been put in your way in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm a, I've got a place for you. It's a place of security. It's a place of safety. It's a place of peace. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Lift up his name. He is worthy. Give him the praise that is due his name. Let's glorify him. Take your eyes off your problems right now and put them on Jesus. Take your eyes off what's happening and put them on Jesus. He's moving in our midst. Hallelujah. I place my blessing on these hands. Whatever your hands are put to, it will prosper, increase, and grow. I've called you to increase. I've called you. I've given you my grace that abounds. And it will cause you to have all sufficiency in all things that you can abound. to. Every, you're not going to barely get by. You're going to abound. You're going to leap for joy. You're going to dance and shout. For the Lord God is working mightily on your behalf in the name of Jesus. I bless these hands in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want us to put our hands up like this. And I'm going to lead you in a confession. Say, Lord Jesus, I humble myself under your mighty hand. I yield to you. I acknowledge you in all my ways that you may direct my paths. I am yours to command. I listen to your voice. I will do what you say. I will live the way you want me to live. I will do your will. I've been chosen of you. I shall win. I shall succeed. I will go forth and be all that you call me to be. Nothing's missing. Nothing's broken. I am whole. I am free. I am full. I am exalting you, Lord. Hallelujah. And just give God a shout of praise. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Every time a person comes to the Lord, you leave with a parting gift. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. If you take the time to seek Him diligently, He will reward you. He said, seek me and you will find me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a little different flow tonight. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Oh, ha ha ha. The joy of the Lord. There is a joy in the Lord Jesus. There is a joy in knowing that He has all the authority and all the power in heaven and in earth. There is a joy in the Lord. Hallelujah! God is for us! Glory to God! Let's rejoice in the Lord and give thanks to our God! Hallelujah! Glory! 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The Lord just wants you to know that He loves you. Each and every one. He is there for you. He loves you. He's got the the best things for you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You can go knowing that you're loved by the Lord. Have a great and wonderful night and a good rest of the week. And if you're here on Sunday, join us on Sunday for Father's Day. God bless you. Have a good night.